1: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Touring the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five That's sketch ideas. ideas. I'm Andy.
2: <sighs> and I'm Alice
1: Oh. i'm gonna do
2: all this episode in falsetto
1: yeah great i mean i think when uh people people love it in music
2: i mean i've heard daniel johns perform freak in falsetto yeah
1: and you know the bgs they went falsetto and they never looked back as far as i'm aware
2: it was just a good move for them i think hmm you know it's um it's higher so it's uh You know, you're you're more distinct, especially as a man. You know, Mm. a lot of men can't get to Mm. that high unless they're Mm. doing falsetto. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, uh, that's everything.
1: True or falsetto, okay? It's a game show where all the questions... (laughs) Are either true or they're falsetto. So so there'd be one like this, uh, you know... um, the capital city of Iceland is Reykjavik is that true or falsetto true and then the next um, question might be something so, like so, what, um there are 17 but, different types of uh what a slide <laughs> that was not very good falsetto was
2: it that, that was, was just falsetto. like Pinocchio or something that felt like
1: closer to Pinocchio Pinocchisetto
2: Pinocchio would have been what do you think was it was voiced by a man
1: Pinocchio feels like it could just be another descriptor of one of those things. I guess it's just an Italian word. You know, <laughs> 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 almost any Italian word you can apply to music. I think so. People will think that, they, that you know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, you can say, oh, yeah, this, this song is played in the Kinder Bueno register. And they'll yeah. be like, oh, yeah, sure. I don't even know if Kinder Bueno is Italian, but. Kinder. Kinder Bueno. Kinder. Kinder. Oh, Kinder's like, German, surely, and, but Bueno is—that feels very Italian to me. Bueno is
2: very Italian. Yeah,
1: how Italian would you say?
2: I don't even think. I think, I think the the German word for good doesn't mm. sound good. Mm. Good. So, Kinder gut. Kin, the Kinder gut.
1: Yeah, which looks like it's child guts or something mm. like that, and you're like, I mean, you're not going to sell a product called child guts yeah okay I've tried what? I've tried and it doesn't matter what the product
2: is no well this is, this is great so this is any field this is a guy who after his grandfather has tried to sell something mm. called children's guts <laughs> to people and said that it couldn't be done he wanted to prove his grandfather wrong
1: you know how many people want to prove their grandfather wrong <laughs> about stuff you know you know how powerful a motivator it can be, proving your grandfather wrong. Oh, boy. Andy, you... You know, it was Steve Jobs's grandfather who said to him when he was 17, he said, you'll never launch the iPad.
2: Mm. Mini. Well, but don't you think... And... <laughs> that, but if he had said that, that spite is a very powerful motivator. Spite, sure, spite.
1: That's up there, you know?
2: Yeah. Like, if your grandfather had said to you, You'll never sell something called children's guts to people. <laughs> you know? He told him that he was that it was a bad idea, but maybe he just brought it up as a joke. Mm. Brings it up as a joke. Yeah, it's
1: just one of his weird jokes. It's one of those jokes he used to make when he came back from the war. His sense of humour was strange.
2: His grandfather, he didn't have the same, you know, he reacted in a post-traumatic stress way to everything. Mm. So... You know, he would get offended by the idea that somebody would jokingly say that they're going to sell to people something entitled children's guts. Yes. So now... Also, it's
1: not the grandfather making the joke. It's the child, grandson making the joke, Mm -hmm. or granddaughter making the joke, and it's the grandfather Mm -hmm. not not appreciating that kind of joke. Mm -hmm. I fought and died in the war. Mm Mm-hmm. And here you are that's making stupid. a mockery of the flag by suggesting that you could sell a product called Children's Guts. I He's don't just, care what the product is, yeah. that's never going to happen.
2: He just, he was upset. Like, he was excited that this kid was at least getting into entrepreneurship. And then he did a simple question of trying to find out a little bit more. He goes, Oh, what's this thing called that you're selling? He goes, Oh, Children's Guts. Mm. And then he goes, You're never going to sell anything called children's guts to people you're no one and you're nothing and you've got stupid ideas like that in
1: you know what i actually feel a little bit motivated by that yeah when it was just that you're never going to sell that product but when it sort of got a bit personal at the end mm. there it was like oh fuck you yeah i am going to sell a product called children's guts anyway alistair i've got to stop the podcast right now because i got to go and sell some children's guts to people
2: what would that product be? How would you how would you twist it?
1: I mean, how good would the product have to be? Yeah, you know, like what, like how how vital it is. Like, could it be some sort of medical device or something? I mean, it feels like it might be reloaded at children's guts. Then
2: that's mm. just too direct, you know. Well, I mean, maybe that's what, maybe that's the perfect way of doing it.
1: Maybe it's something. It's just a business-to-business product that most of us probably don't even know exists you know it's like some sort of
2: children's guts.
1: yeah well i mean they, they need names for these things and there's so much shit out there like you know like mm. a kind of like a, a special kind of screw with a hole in it that they used in a canning factory to plug up the end of the you know the maintenance
2: valve mm-hmm.
1: you just call that children's guts you know you you can mm-hmm. you can get through on a
2: technicality sure i mean if you could yeah if you could do that that would be great i mean and and then, the and then people, people. people
1: probably don't even know they exist. it's probably just computers ordering them off other computers and it never gets mentioned to anyone ever, but it's still called children's guts.
2: Well, that's, that's, a, that's a very practical way of doing mm. it, you know, but what about like, you know, is there a way he could try to like... With a bit more flair? You know, I don't know, maybe like, is he trying to pass it off as like children's G-U-T-S and it's like the G all stands for something. I
1: don't think you're gonna really spite your grandfather by passing it off as G okay. U T S. I think it's gotta be the full children's guts. I think it's gotta be out in the open. I think you gotta be proud, front and center, you've gotta be advertising okay. full page spreads.
2: I mean, look, this seems almost too simple, but it's just a it's just a fake belly, a fake child's belly. Yes. That you sell to a kid, right? Yep. Right? And it's a perfect Christmas Mm. Present. Mm. They strap it over their own belly, makes oh. it look like they got a big belly. Yep. All right, that's fun. In in there comes like a children's scalpel, like a fake scalpel. Yeah. Right. I know. And, but then they, pr- they when they press it onto the belly, it cuts the belly open. Great.
1: This like could be that. done and with magnets. Can, I reckon there's like a little magnet lock thing in there and there's actually a magnet, a real powerful magnet in the end of the scalpel. So there's
2: no bl- real blood or anything? There's no
1: real right? blood or anything. But like one of these- one of Oh, these, you want
2: blood? Well, I'm just thinking one of these one use presents, you could sell more. You know, cause That's I'm- true. I'm, I'm jealous of these like people like who sell like m- people who sell milk, mm. who get to sell a bottle mm-hmm. of milk a day, right? Whereas there's the other products who, you, who, you know, they still sell them for two bucks a piece. Like let's say a box of staples. Mm. you Still yeah, sell them right. for two bucks a piece. Yes, but you're only going to need one every nine, They must go to sleep 12 cursing years. the milk people. Yeah.
1: And they sell milk in a three litre bottle. You can't sell three litres of staples to anybody. No way, no way. I've tried.
2: I've tried. <laughs> My grandfather said I couldn't.
1: <laughs> he was right. Very clever man. Great businessman. Good sense of humour as well. Never fought in the war.
2: Anyway. Um... All good strengths of his personality. <laughs> Never fought in the war.
1: I mean, pacifist. I think that never fighting in a war... Why isn't that a... Why isn't that a strength of your personality, Alistair? Are you a warmonger? Are no. you a warmonger? <laughs> well, are, you a, are you a warmonger? Are
2: you a warmonger?
1: Just, no, I'm trying to do falsetto. Andy, I don't think I can do it. I
2: think I am a warmonger.
1: I think my falsetto isn't even... It's false Andy, falsetto. It's fro-setto.
2: You've got a, you've got a real seto. Yeah? Andy, you've got a real set Thank it's, you. They shouldn't even call it falsetto with you. It's so it's just, real. It's
1: just falsetto. Oh, um. Uh. No. Wait. Wait. I had wait. something there, Alistair. Children's. Oh, yeah. We were talking about the children's guts My boys at the moment, yeah. the, the twins, love cutting open their guts. They don't, but they do love unzipping their sleep sacks in the morning and unzipping their onesies. Like you say, I say to them, "Do you want to do the zipper?" And they love doing that, unzipping that, and that is as close as you'll get to Ooh. cutting open your guts. I reckon if I gave them the option of cutting open their guts,
2: mm-hmm. they'd well. love it. The option to cut open your guts is only a scalpel away.
1: That's true. Now there is a there are risks and there are opportunities with this because I think one of the problems is that it will normalize cutting open guts for mm. kids. Right? But it's also another thing where you're like, if your kids are gonna oh, cut open guts anyway, you want them to learn about it at home, with mm. you, in a safe environment. Yeah. Kids, they turn 15, 16. Mm-hmm. They, they're out of your control. They're out there. They're cutting open guts. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? So it should be you as a responsible parent who teaches them about cutting mm. open guts
2: with the children's well, guts. You could do it. You could sell children's guts. You could also sell adults' guts. And yes. then your, your, your mom could wear the, the, her belly yeah. over the top of her belly. And she could let you cut into her guts first mm-hmm. before you do it to your own guts, and then you guys do it together. So this is you. When you say you, you mean the child. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is an interaction between a mother and a child. Yeah. The child. The child cuts open the mother's guts.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right.
1: Pulls out all the intestines. The runs child. around
2: the the, the, the house. The house. Like wearing the, them around their neck and stuff like that does you know some of them could be edible we could make this thing whole, this whole thing edible i think
1: all of this stuff needs to be more out in the open in families well, you know we're so repressed kids kids never get to see their parents guts
2: well I you mean, know it would be a great way to learn about the inside of the body mm. first of all a lot of us don't know how all that a lot of that stuff is positioned mm. you know mm. what's going on in there we don't know what it feels like
1: what it's like wrapping it around your neck and that sort of thing yeah, you know you how run... far you can run before it gets tight
2: mm-hmm if you, go, you, you, Doing, you, you spring back, back again. and yeah. you bounce back and you... so much we don't know mm. and um, we know probably more, more about, about the,
1: the surface of the moon <laughs> the, the bottom of the ocean than we do in about the inside of our mum's guts yeah, we spent so guts. much time in there. So much time in there. Mm. Mm.
2: Like if you had nine months anywhere now, you would you would even say that you lived that place, you, that you lived. Oh, it was more than a holiday.
1: Yeah, no, that and that is that that is, by the way, my idea of a holiday is to go somewhere and to stay in some one place and to sample the food and to really get to know it and to live that culture, mm. which is absolutely what you do in your mum's guts, mm-hmm. right? But try the food. Try the food. Who wouldn't want to go back?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And that is one of the occasions in which you are actually, um, that you're actually like having something different. Like the thing is, is that it's a shame that you do that first mm. because the rest of life is very samey. Mm. You know, there's a lot of the meals are very the same. There's not that much variety yes. in what you do and things like that it's it's all but it all contrasts quite dramatically to the kind of life you were living when you were in the guts mm. in the in the
1: in the guts that's the, the guts, term yeah in the know? guts
2: you know when you're up you know, when you're a gut dweller yeah when you're a gut dweller you know it, and and so it would be kind of cool if maybe instead of doing that at the beginning if mm. that was a thing maybe we could do it around like 29 30 when Life is starting to feel a bit stale.
1: Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. And when probably, and I'll tell you something else about in the guts, mm-hmm. you don't have, you're not looking at your phone, are you?
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and Way to unplug. It would be so nice. You're getting to eat through your belly button. Uh, you get to breathe uh, amniotic fluid. I guess, guess you don't this breathe. Is, this
1: no? is, tell me. Tell me this isn't a product that you would buy, yeah. Alistair. It's a it's a fake belly that goes over yours or anybody's stomach, your yeah. mum's, anybody's stomach. Okay. Right? And then at the bottom there, there's an opening, almost like the Drew's Sluice that we were talking about from the Jack Drew's episode. You okay?
2: absolutely got me on board. There's an
1: opening, there's a flap, right? Mm-hmm. And you sh- you pull that, you stretch that opening, mm-hmm. you can put that over anybody's head, yeah. right? And now they're in your guts. Yeah, great. Right? Can in, you
2: share from your stomach and lungs and things like that through any? Is do this like? Can you give them air and food? There's a little
1: through, pipe that goes in up their nose, right, yeah. for food. And then there's another one which is like a funnel that's here, sort of where your breast pocket is on your on your um, on your clothing, mm. right? There's a funnel and then a pipe that goes down into the guts there. So if I was out at dinner, you've got your head up my guts, mm-hmm. right? I'm chewing up my food. I mm. can spit some, some of it down the That's funnel. Nice, yeah. It oozes down the tube, and that mm. tube goes into your mouth. I
2: think polite, right? like the polite thing to do will be to hold up a napkin over oh, of course. the fact while you're spitting into your mm. funnel. So
1: people just think you're sicking up at the table into <laughs> yeah, your yeah, napkin, yeah. but they don't like they don't get grossed out or anything by yeah. the idea that you might be spitting down a pocket funnel.
2: yeah, yeah. So that's cool, but the funnel still sticking out and of the your. The funnel's
1: pocket. still there, and your legs and body are still very much hanging out of the bottom yeah. of my stomach, but it's that experience, Ooh. and it's and it's a thing that you and I could share. I could, I can feel what it's what it would be like to mother you because I feel like Ooh. also the human head as an adult is probably roughly equivalent to the size and weight of a child's.
2: Um, yeah, belly. So, and, you know, you'd be so just, just
1: sitting on a low chair or stool or I something and i push you
2: around in it, front of me. It doesn't seem that crazy that you would just give them one of those sort of, its kind of like one of those trays that you would roll under a car with. Yes. And then and you're, they, you're they, they would just on sit on that mm-hmm. and that their head would probably roughly come up to where the belly mm, side, mm. like that and uh, and then maybe if there was a bracing that kind of went around some of your legs or even if it was just some like rubber strapping that went from your legs to the board so that when you walked, it kind of automatically pushed like dragged the board. Oh, the with board you.
1: gets dragged along, yeah. And <laughs> no doubt about it, the board gets dragged mm. along. Um, I could, I could have some sort of one of those big hooped skirts like they would have once had in the... In the mm. sort of the Victorian era or something That's like nice, that. Yeah. So no one even knows that you're there. They just think that I'm a normal guy in a hoop skirt spitting yeah. into my pocket behind yeah. a napkin. I
2: like that a lot. And, and the thing is that... Andy, the is fact that... is, I am with child. Or adult. Yeah. yeah. I am with adult. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andy, I absolutely feel like this is the kind of products that I mm. can sell. <laughs> like if you gave me a YouTube channel... Children's yeah. guts. If you gave me a U- YouTube channel... Mm. Right, I could first sell children's guts. Yes. Right, that's the first product in this in this infomercial. Yeah. Second products, adults' guts. Right. Which up is the guts. Up guts, but then this is yeah, this is just get up my guts. Yep. Up up my guts. <laughs> right. <laughs> up my adult guts. Adult up my guts. Yeah. You know. Adult up my adult guts. Yeah, because then you could have adult guts which is just the, so that you can have adult guts mm-hmm. so you can do the guts with your kids or maybe if you want to do guts at a party and things mm. like that like wouldn't that be nice where you mm. either a date or just friends and you, you just get an adult gut and you all just open it up and you you know you just pull it out together you're learning you're, you're, learning. you're exploring you're
1: demystifying the gut you know you know it's not something to be afraid of anymore mm. you know and if somebody's guts fall out or open up in some mm. social context, now we won't all get embarrassed and look away and be scared to say something about it. Or no. not, right?
2: Or like because we don't know what organ it is. Exactly. If well, you, go, you imagine that you saw something, somebody's something, some organ fall from somebody's body, and you you go, oh, so, uh, oh I won't say anything because it's is, is that a spleen? Is that a I don't liver? want to look like an idiot. Yeah, is that in a, front
1: of all my friends yeah. and the prime minister?
2: I just won't say anything.
1: <laughs> I won't say anything. The truth is, everyone is thinking exactly the same thing. Even the
2: prime minister over there. Over there, he's he's tight-lipped. Bushi is scared. He's he's already seeing to look a fool. The prime minister's already seeing the headlines. Oh, the prime minister doesn't know what organ this is. Yeah,
1: you know, it's 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 embarrassing enough for the prime minister to not know the price of a, a bottle of milk. You
2: know, or a box of staples, mm. or a bottle, a three litre bottle of staples. But to not rec- rec- uh, recognise a gallbladder on site.
1: How can you hope to know anything about the common man if mm. you don't even know what a gallbladder looks like? You know, just a
2: regular bladder filled with gall.
1: I've, we've given you all the parts of a human being. Mm. Prime Minister, Mr Prime Minister, thank you for coming on the programme. Now, a lot of people have accused you of being out of touch, but I've laid out all the parts of a human body here on a table, on a long table. Could you, could you for example, pick out the uh, mm, the duodenum? Mm. See? There, there you, you know. go. And that's a classic gotcha, gotcha question. Because, of course, nobody knows what the duodenum looks like yeah, out of context. Absolutely. You know? When was the last time you, you looked at one?
2: Well, I'm an exception to the rule here. You know, oh, I'm something just... of a duodenum freak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I spend quite a few times with my fingers around duodenums,
1: or even duodenums. I've said it like four times, Alistair.
2: Andy.
1: Or you're saying duodenums like you've got two?
2: Yeah, I've got two. I've got a double. No. Blum, 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 blum. I play them against each other.
1: Now, the appendix, as we know it, it does nothing. Right? The appendix does nothing for the human body. Yeah. Which means that you can have one taken out with no consequence. <laughs> I but think, so, I believe yeah. you could also have several added in with no consequence. If it does nothing. If it does nothing. If it does see. nothing, why, 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 why are we only taking one? them out? Oh, this is... You know? Why this, aren't we chucking a few more in there? I'm not even going to it doesn't wait...
2: doesn't hurt you. ...to see where this is going before I write You're this You're writing down. this straight down, Alistair. This
1: is going straight to the pad because this... ...is a classic sketch.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What are they called again? Appendix. Appendix.
1: (laughs) He was, for the listener's benefit, he was saying appendix and pointing to his throat. No, I'm
2: thinking tonsils. Same thing goes with tonsils. Oh, same thing goes with tonsils.
1: You know, back in the day, 70s, 80s, we used to take kids' tonsils out because we thought they didn't do anything. Now we know they don't do anything. So we can add more in if we want. Mm.
2: Mm. And also, but also, what what would be great about this appendix thing? Mm. It's the first opportunity to some for someone to have appendices. Mm, great, mm. check out the appendices. He has appendicitis. I
1: mean, that is the downside: is that if one of the appendices become one of the appendices becomes inflamed, you don't, you might not know which, which yeah, one
2: it is. But think about it. Yes, you've now got multiple. Yes. These aren't all yours. You've got genetic diversity in there. As long as the fact that you're having to take a lot of, like, immunosuppressant drugs to yeah. stop, your, yeah. stop your body rejecting these other appendixes, mm-hmm. appendices. <laughs> I don't from, think
1: the body would reject them because it probably wouldn't even notice they were there.
2: They don't do anything. They don't
1: do anything. You know, you know it's it's like They're the bystander of the body.
2: It's like a... Is there an utensil in your house that does nothing? I mean,
1: vacuum cleaner around my place i tell you what eh? <laughs> no it's not really a utensil it doesn't fit the criteria of um
2: i actually use the vacuum cleaner as a utensil <laughs>
1: you? Yeah. there's got to be something you could do with the vacuum cleaner
2: it's surprising that there hasn't i mean outside of a straw there hasn't really been that much suction used in eating
1: now i have a dyson yeah. which is like a whirlpool type scenario you know mm-hmm. it gets that vortex going sure if i cracked a bunch of eggs into a into a into a bowl mm-hmm. suck them all up in the Dyson crack open the the bagless vac tip that back out into into a, a pan i've got scrambled eggs you know they're yeah. whipping around in there i see it
2: and, i see and, it whipping around because one of the things that's so boring about cooking is having to just prepare each little ingredient if mm. this Dyson vacuum thing could instead of like having that you know, that suction mouth or whatever. If mm. it had six needles yeah. like that, that you could just go straight to a carton and it, it pricks six eggs at the same time, sucks all their innards mm. like that <laughs> and goes straight into the into the, the dust chamber. Yeah, you know like how that. easy it is to prick eggs? No, but look, imagine that. It's, a, it's like a six syringe, mm. you know, egg thing, like egg pricker. Yeah. It's the, the perfect distance you know if there's one th- constant in our lives it's at least the distance between eggs in egg cartons i would I, I would absolutely okay i would absolutely watch this as a youtube video yeah
1: all right it's can i cook it in my dyson <laughs> <laughs> and you have all the ingredients in your kitchen mm-hmm. as in open tubs or jars or yeah. whatever Right? You've got your little nozzle, you've, you've, not, not six needles, but you've got a little nozzle, just one small nozzle, Ooh. right? And you go to all the ingredients, you know, say you need some flour and some oregano and some you know, chopped tomatoes and whatever. You just go to each thing and you, just, you have your Dyson on, you go, Ooh. it spin- all spins around in there, yep. it's all mixing up, all right? And then you just tip it straight out, maybe you even make it like a stainless steel Dyson uh, canister, or glass or something, mm. so that you can just put it straight onto the induction cooker or onto the gas or whatever, yeah. and then you crack that open. Mm-hmm. If the Dyson people aren't listening, and I assume they are, right? then th- they've got to get on this, even just as an ad series. You know, cu- The Dyson way.
2: The Dyson sure. cookbook. Oh, I mean, this is... It would definitely really...
1: work for yeah. making muesli at the very base level. And salad. And salad. Yeah. Okay, and that's already two that's,
2: important that's meals of the day. That's two of the main meals that you yeah. eat every day.
1: I eat salad every day as a full meal. Oh, and I feel there, satisfied afterwards a, and happy.
2: Is there a way that you don't eat very much salad?
1: Not as a full, not as a meal. I don't have salad as a meal. I
2: don't lie to myself. It's okay. Well, I guess it's because you can't have a salad with that much protein or whatever. I mean, I guess you could do some of those Thai salads. I have those, uh, like, peanuts or whatever.
1: Alistair, I don't lie to myself. That's the reason I don't have it.
2: <clears throat> so it's because of your high integrity and you're such a great person. That's Correct. why you don't eat salad yeah. for a meal.
1: Honesty. Um,
2: I, I have values. But um, do you think there's a way that, as you're sucking things in, you could uh, chop them up? You know, if you had, like, a...
1: Well, if I get have a little spinny blade, I don't see why I can't have. If, if I've got a whirlpool, I don't see why I can't have a little spinny blade in, blade in my vacuum. Maybe I just suck up a bunch of razor blades at the start. They're, all, they're all spinning around in the with vortex. The food. And the food, I take them all out with a magnet at the end.
2: It sounds like a foolproof pr- plan. It's
1: a foolproof <laughs> <laughs> You don't understand, Elster. I'm su- I'm a busy guy. I'm saving I time. I understand. I am saving time. So do you
2: do you sort of measure out the ingredients into cups or whatever first, and no. then suck them out of No, 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 no. Or no, do you no. just stick your in into the bag of flour?
1: I stick my dice into the bag of flour for a certain amount of time. Yeah. I've got an instinct for the I got a feel for it. You Because well, I mean, I'm no, doing this all the
2: time. Over time, you definitely would. But you know, at first, it would be. I reckon I've got. To, I reckon I'd have a good eye for it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. So like. Yeah, I guess it's just hard to know what, what like, three cups of flour would look like... Being shoved up through a, up through a <laughs> an opaque tube into a...
1: Well, maybe you could have everything, not necessarily, you know, measured out, but if all your ingredients in your house were in long glass or, you know, Perspex measuring cylinders, right, with measurings on the outside, then you don't have to worry about... You don't you just look at the the nozzle on the side you you look at the level of the stuff mm. on the side and you see how far it's gone down you know how much you've sucked up When it's up.
2: while it's spinning?
1: No you know you're looking at the tube with that you're sucking it out of Yeah right Okay, which has got your, measure, your classic measuring cylinder marks down wait, the side wait, there. what
2: tube that you're sucking this in? This is out? what
1: I'm keeping all my products in my house in. So they're all now in measuring oh, cylinders. Right. Okay. That's a good
2: idea. Thank you. I mean, obviously that's a bit of work having to buy things and then put them into tubes every time you buy well, things.
1: Well, maybe they all get piped into my house through there the pipes. There
2: you go. I, Why do I only get water through a, t- a tap? Yeah, well, I mean, that would make sense. Why not oregano? If, that would make sense if you were using dysons to suck things straight from the supermarket.
0: It's
2: How many dysons good. do you reckon it would take to to get a pipe from your house to the supermarket straight into the flour aisle?
1: Well now that we've got di- back uh, uh, we've got we've got portable little electric dysons, right? I go I now go to a nut shop mm-hmm. fruit, nut, the nut spice market I actually do a bunch of stuff that isn't just nuts and spices it's all in tubs there. Yeah right. So I could just walk down the aisles, sucking stuff out of their tubs into my Dyson, right? Really, the meal's already practically cooked. I take it to the counter. They weigh my Dyson. They know how much stuff I've taken. Be great if you
2: could if you could do those containers. If you could wear those, those like you know length, those length tubes with the measuring on them. Mm. If you could wear them sort of like bullets across your chest, like a bandolier, like a bandolier, like that. And so that every time you get to a new ingredient. You, you pull out, like that, and then yeah, you lock it in. Lock like it in. Like that, and then start sucking it out of their tubs. Yeah. <laughs> <like that>. Hey, <laughs>
1: mate, I'll, and now shopping isn't filling a, a shopping trolley. It's not, you know, picking stuff off the shelves. It's sucking tubs. Yeah. I'm
2: sucking tubs, baby. Yeah, you're tub sucker. And now it's cool. I'm a tub sucker. Yeah, absolutely. You're a tub sucker. Chumbawamba, and you're, you're, tub sucker. And you're, and you're not... <laughs> And you're not using plastic bags because you've got this belt around across your chest. I'm and not out.
1: using plastic bags. You're probably not
2: even using belts because, like, you're probably not using, pe- pe- like, pants, pant belts because these are also doubling as, um, as, sort of, suspenders. Mm, the, kn- my band. bandolier. Your bandolier.
1: Yeah, and we talk a lot about how, you know, plastic bags get trapped around, uh, the necks of, um... You know turtles, mm, you could... killing them. What are belts doing out in the atmosphere? They're designed to get trapped around, tra- around like necks. The, around necks or, well, certainly around the midsection of, of animals. Ooh. They must be causing chaos once they get to the oceans, absolute, and they do absolute chaos. I wonder how many belts are in the ocean? Human belts? Yeah, <laughs> thousand. One thousand. Thousand belts. No, even the Titanic alone. There's like. There'd be there'd every, probably be every, a thousand belts just from the
2: Titanic. Every person on that pl- bus, what was it? <laughs> oh no! Everybody oh, on that no. boat would have been oh, wearing a belt. The
1: Titanic of buses. <laughs> 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 they build this bus, and they're hu- in their hubris. They build it so big, <laughs> and they say it's the bus that cannot be sunk, and on and, and on its maiden. Yeah. Run yeah. bus run.
2: Yeah, crashes into an iceberg. Oh no! It actually yeah. falls into the ocean. No, no, it's a, it's a land-based iceberg. Like one of those ones in New Zealand. Yeah,
1: they have that. I guess they
2: do have a lot of tour buses that go out to those. They things. do glacier. Yeah, glacier. Is that nice? that's? I mean, a glacier is just a, a land-locked iceberg, isn't it? It is, I suppose so.
1: Yeah, can, can an iceberg be on land? I think so. Mm.
2: What? Is there, I never really thought that there was a difference between iceberg and and glacier. But
1: Well, I, I, I've only ever thought about icebergs floating in the ocean. I mean, notoriously, you only see the top 10% or something like that. But with a glacier, you see the full thing. You can feast your eyes on the complete Do cadougal. you think, or do you think
2: there's some under the ground that you don't see? No, oh, there might be some under the ground, I suppose. <laughs> you know, it's, really. It's scraping its way the along there. Is, it's probably down in one of those fissures. But the thing is, is that there's a chance that that could just what you are seeing could only be the tip of the iceberg. But that would be maybe like ninety-five of the percent of the iceberg. It's
1: still the tip, though. It's still the tip. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Roughly ninety-five percent of uh, the well of the glacier, the yeah. tip of the glacier.
1: When you go to the tip, mm. you know to dump stuff. Well, what do they call it the tip? I mean, it's the... <laughs> I guess you only see the top of all the stuff, don't you? There's a lot of stuff underground in the landfill. Well, That's it's, why they call it the tip.
2: Well, they call you it don't a, know the half of it. <laughs> you don't know the half? You don't know how much stuff we've got.
1: You don't know the 90% so, so of it. So do you
2: think it's, it's got more to do with... It's like it's, a, it's an iceberg analogy rather than just what you do there is... Tip stuff out. Tip stuff out.
1: Well, where did that tip come from? That word, tip. I suspect that it was originally because it was like the tip of the iceberg.
2: <laughs> anyway, that's just me. I think I, I think about that the same way that, you know, in other places they'll call it the dump
1: because
2: mm. then I think initially they got that because it was You think like it's just the dump of the, the dump, iceberg, the dump of the iceberg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or you know, yeah, the garbage heap or the refuse recovery center as they call it in in my hometown. The refuse recovery. Centre. The refuse recovery centre is, is what is our euphemism for uh, for tips in down in Hobart, Tasmania.
2: Why is that? Is it because that's the politically correct, the politically correct way of saying? I would it? say that
1: I think that's probably it. Yeah, I think we probably wanted to emphasise the 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 fact that we weren't just landfilling, dumping stuff.
2: But is that something that you've come up with or is that something that state the, has come the up Refuse with? The
1: Refuse Recovery Centre. Yeah. That's what they call, that's what it says on the sign. There's an arrow and it points and says Refuse Recovery Centre, which is ironically not a very environmentally friendly use of letters. Tip is only three letters. That's minimizing your use of letters. Mm. And letters, letters is only one word away letter away from litter. And <laughs> I'm talking way too much on this podcast. <laughs>
2: No, it's good. Somebody, oh,
1: I'm, I'm quite tired. It's okay. Well, it's good, Andy. It must
2: be you're about to crash or something like that. And you're like, it's like it's like that scenario of like a, a really sick person. Oh, they got much better. You go, uh-oh, that's not and a good they sign. they died. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, you know, this is your, your big chat before you fall asleep.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's life, isn't it? Life is that bit where you get much better before you die.
2: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Titanic of Buses. Mm. Should we look at this some more?
1: Yeah, um, Well, I get. I guess so I mean I mean I think I mean end- how do how do how do you get the great scenes where the, the poor people are dancing in third class? Are they down in that luggage compartment underneath where they sometimes chuck bicycles? It'd be hard to dance when you can't yeah, stand up.
2: I think you're They're right. They're
1: Sort of writhing and rolling around. It and playing me- the fiddle would be a nightmare. Yeah, it
2: makes me question whether or not we would be able to make this movie scene for scene the same. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so... But but surely... I that's, mean, I, I still think it's worth trying. Yes, but
1: surely that's the whole...
2: The whole point of the it. The
1: whole point of it, right?
2: <laughs> like you're... I guess the world's biggest bus doesn't have to be that big.
1: Yeah, it's still, it's still just a pretty normal bus. I mean, it's not going to... Although a really, really big bus is quite funny.
2: Yeah. You know? But also just picturing a guy saying... That this this bus can't be sunk. <laughs> it's just a funny thing to say, I think.
1: It's just a funny thing to say. You know. You know. It's unthinkable.
2: But then, yeah. then it does sink.
1: Yeah, I mean, there would be with the water rushing through the bus, women and
2: children. Mm. Mm. The band playing at the end. The
1: band playing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what the equivalent of that would be. The C, the V, the VHS. That they play through the in bus video system,
2: could, kept playing. They could they could be playing that part of the the regular Titanic. <laughs> the, movie movie. the
1: Titanic.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. Look, I'm just gonna write down. Titanic yeah, sure. I am. Uh,
1: hey, Al, by all means, all means ne- by all
2: means. Yeah.
1: Any means necessary. Feels
2: like. Lactation should be a bigger part of our lives. Like, I know right now, lactation is a part of your life. Mm. But Mm. it feels like it would be nice if it was just a thing that was with you through high school and maybe into your older age. Now, when you
1: say with you, in in what way do you mean with you? Like, are you still breastfeeding? Is that what you're saying? No, I
2: think if it was just a thing that we were all lactating a little bit. Okay, great. And that it was part of the care that we all gave Mm. to, to each other sure was was sort of feeding each other you know different dairy-based treats that we made from our own sort of nipple i i prefer to call it nipple drink i don't yeah. really like that i don't you like to use the term milk totally anything other than cow's milk yeah yeah so, nipple drink yeah
1: well i think that uh with nipple drink it's like what was i going to say it's 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 good that the body has something else that it can do, mm. you know. Because what can the body do at the moment? It can sort of, it can keep you alive, and it can move around, yeah. And it can think, and we uh, sort of it can
2: reproduce, and
1: it can reproduce, and we've sort of turned well, reproduce. Let's leave that one to one side because that doesn't really fit with my where I'm going Great. with this. But but we've turned all of those things into sort of, they've become competitive in some way. So I would be interested to see what would happen if we were all lactating a bit all the time? Mm. Would it be a thing where like bros would go to the gym and really work on lactating a lot? And then would lactating, like just producing huge quantities of milk, Mm. would that be an Olympic kind of event? You know, your ability to to, just to fill glass after glass after glass. Would we all Mm. be sitting there like applauding, you know, the lactating world's Ian Thorpe? Sure. As he somehow out of nowhere pulled another like pint and a half at the last second there to beat, yeah. I don't know, Peter Van band in the 4x100 litre.
2: Yeah, well, liter. I mean, even even if he was 4x100 <laughs> <by 100> litre. <laughs> Relay. <laughs> um, I think though, if, even if he was swimming. Yeah. If you could control the pressure of your lactating and you could point Point your nipples in that right direction. You could use as a, as propel, propulsion jets, mm. like a jet ski.
1: That that I mean that I would watch. You know, I would watch swimming where the pool is empty. It's dry, and before you can even get moving, you've got to fill that pool with your <laughs> own milk.
2: I do like that a lot. <laughs> um, That's the real biathlon. But you know, it'd be cool. Also, make you know, bring somebody a spanakopita and be like, yeah, "Don't worry, man. This is my milk." This, mm. this cottage cheese or whatever it is—what is, what is it? ricotta? Ricotta was made with the this, this guy from this right guy here. From my... Yeah, I ate a lot of grass this weekend to try to make sure this this milk was yeah. uh, pr- properly flavored. <gasps> cooking part of cooking would be eating then. What do you mean? Well, because then if you were if you were used cooking with your own milk.
1: Mm. Oh, you're absolutely right. There is no there is no thing that is any part of any sort of mainstream diet where we use any part of the human body, is there? Like anything that comes out of... Yeah,
2: I've heard of people like cooking with semen and things like that. I don't really know much about... I wouldn't call that mainstream. No, no, Uh, it's not mainstream. I'd call that
1: main vein. Yeah, main vein. But I wouldn't
2: call it... But I think, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, if we could lactate, if, you know, piss... There's probably some people who marinate
1: stuff in piss. There'd probably be a culture in like some... You really, know, really
2: cold country, you know, some or something. Some rich part of the state. Yeah, it could be some real rich
1: state you part know, of the state
2: where they um. Like I mean, you know, you could picture all those people in those mansions and things like that. It's all just piss funnels so that they can piss into each other's food.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can picture that. And you know? I have a very active imagination.
2: Um, no, but like you know, wouldn't that be that'd be a nice you know if cooking was this? I'm not saying eating piss. Or eating semen or eating, uh, you know, nipple drink would be a good thing. But it would be nice if part of cooking was you had to, and, you know, you you, you were making the ingredients yourself from your own body, Mm. and you would, like, let's say you ate, like, a Mm. ton of, like, chilies and cinnamon because you were,
0: like, trying to flavor your urine. Mm. to be a certain way
2: so that you could make this particular
1: chilies and cinnamon yeah and because this you're trying urine
2: to, is gonna be mm, you know mm. you were trying to get this like you know you're just trying to get this tang to this gumbo you've got what you've been working on for a few <laughs> years you know and you're just trying to get some little you know flavor the yeah flavor the shrimp just yeah. perfectly right compliment the shrimp yeah sure but you know this is in a world where this we you know we live in a world where this doesn't happen
1: yeah, and hair it's oil, a shame. Can you could use loss. hair
2: oil? Hair
1: oil. You know
2: like you know how it, hair gets greasy.
1: gets greasy. It's like our kind of man version of lanolin. Yeah,
2: man Manolin.
1: Manolin. But we yeah, we definitely human- do human- humanolin, thank you. Yeah. Um Yeah. We could we could use that for something.
2: Is there anything
0: in
1: this? Um I mean it's pretty filthy. I mean, just but like, what about? I everybody? think. Well, can can my idea about like competitive lactating? Could that be? Could that be?
2: Sure, competitive lactating. Um, I guess four um, by
1: one hundred liter. I mean, we got we can get that as a line into the commentary at least. Yeah, um, I think.
2: Forget nip slips.
1: It's all about nip sips.
2: <laughs> well, I think that's kind of, you know. A lot of the time when people are trying to change society, they try, and just try to change the systems within a society. Sure. But a lot of the changes could happen within our own bodies. Well, I mean, we talked only
1: recently about turning people's eyes upside down so everybody's equal. Well, so, everybody, I mean, everybody, well, everybody sees this.
2: everybody else as equal. Mm, yeah. by, by and
1: Right, because everybody is equal.
2: In the eyes of the state. But what about in your eyes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the,
1: the, the, how everybody's does this equal, work?
2: but not everybody's proportionate.
1: Yes, <laughs> everybody has to look the same size. Mm. No, but we we talk about um, equality, and we say that all oh, we say all men are created equal, right? All men are born equal, and then the, and then there are systems, and there are are things that cause people to become unequal, right? To do Mm -hmm. with distribution of wealth and discrimination and systemic injustice and all sorts, of of, of all sorts. But no, no, and so that's why people aren't currently equal. Is that right? I think so. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, there's just stuff, you know, that goes way back. It's a monopoly game and it hasn't stopped.
1: Mm, Yeah. Man. Let's just reset. Reset the podcast?
2: No, 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 the society.
1: Oh, sure, yeah. Um, I mean, is there any difference? Uh, yeah, uh, well, that. I think that the, the thing, it's always going to come down to, to money, isn't it? Do you think all... Equality. All... Right, all of those prejudices and that sort of thing ultimately just come down to people wanting control over money or its equivalent whatever it may be i don't i'm I'm not going to get anywhere with this line of argument because i'm too tired and i don't know what i'm even asking let alone what i'm talking about but
2: i was suggesting look that you can change society rather than thank you rather than um you know build a huge stadium you know all these things that cost so much money build a huge stadium so that everybody can watch um can watch a football game live or whatever mm. is that as good as finding a serum that makes the wires behind people's eyes really long so that they can you know so that they can, all their eyes can be present for a football game <laughs> and they can be far away <laughs> you, know? you know but you know what I mean like I'm saying which said, and
1: those are two things that probably cost the same amount <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. they probably cost the same amount of money if you find like, the body will will do the growing of those wires yeah. on the on yeah. eyes, things like that. You probably just need to put them in, like, a little little plastic casing mm. clear or whatever, like that. Like, some sort of something your glasses come in, but, but completely clear.
1: And you have to invent some kind of rack, some sort of rack system so all the eyes can be dangling from it and pointed
2: at the game. Yeah, or just laying them on the ground or whatever.
1: No, but you, you won't be able to see anything from on the ground.
2: All right, well, we'll let the people.
1: Unless the players are really tall or, or something, you know?
2: Well, you, I, think, you... I think you got a pretty wide. Bit of vision from the ground. Yeah, but you you like you're not running. going to get
1: any context of the play. You're only going to see like a few individual well, moments. But you want to see there. the movement of screens the Screens as well. Well, if there's screens, you might as well just be watching from home. Well, Andy, I know, but that is you can't
2: because like, your eyeballs are too long. That's that's the case now, though. You know, you go to a football game, you don't see everything. You wind from, up watching a lot on the screens. you Watch a lot of screens because you can't be everywhere, and so the the beauty is there. For, you get that from the atmosphere. But I think
1: the one thing that you well, the atmosphere you're going to need your ears to be there well, as well. You,
2: could send your ears there, Andy. And your
1: mouth so you can still be drinking a beer and eating a pie.
2: Well, you could do that from home.
1: No, but you want, it's part of the
2: experience. Yeah, I know, but you could still, like, they could deliver to your house.
1: They deliver the pie to your house so your mouth doesn't have to be long. Can't your mouth be long? Can't your lips and mouth be super long?
2: Uh, I think, Andy, we got to stay within the realm of believability. Maybe
1: this is just a neck problem, like if necks were much longer.
2: Mm. yeah I know but do you want to when we your...
1: get the wireless head technology that is going to be a game changer yeah but do you right? want
2: yeah. to you keep your your head so far away from where your body can protect it
1: you're right, your I'd body... much rather just have my eyes lying on the ground at a sporting
2: fixture Andy your body is your head's slave that is a truth mm. and we carry the head around Yeah, all the time all the time Right, and we control it and we rule over it. The head, it
1: gets to eat the food first, mm, right? Yep, it gets to taste everything it while it's to taste still everything. fresh it gets to taste and not all, all chewed of the,
2: up. It gets to taste all of the food mm. that the body will enjoy.
1: I, would, I think that for equalities to, mm. Are we saying that the head is the body slave or the body is the head slave?
2: That the body is the head slave.
1: Yeah, right. So I think in the interests of equality, mm. there should be a second mouth that goes straight into the stomach, Yeah. right? So we can open that up and we can just shove like full food in straight into the stomach. Without so the chewing. stomach, well, because the, the stomach never gets to try anything that's, Does you know, it? fresh or unchewed. It mm. doesn't get any to experience any texture or and it, and it original flavour. Well, I mean, in I, I think it's discriminatory to suggest that other parts of the body don't have the same wants just because they've never been given the same opportunities. No, and I
2: think look look and I agree with that line of thinking, but I feel like we're opening the floodgates here Andy that if we say that the stomach gets That's a what go, we can call it. The hole in the stomach, we'll call it the floodgates. Great. Well, that's wonderful. But then we're going to have to open up floodgates you know, well, what about your forearm? Isn't that going to also want to taste what a fresh banana tastes like? Well,
1: come on, sure. I mean, you know, what about, no,
2: what about the tip of your finger? What I mean, about that's the ridiculous. Nobody
1: is seriously suggesting that the forearm or the tip of the finger should be given a hole where it's able to eat food. It's just a very reasonable and realistic suggestion, mm. and it's not that big a change, and I think it's time yeah, but that the stomach be given its own Well, mouth. what about the
2: calf muscle? I mean, it feels like there's plenty. It's oh, like, sure,
1: the calf muscle, absolutely. We this, should give the calf muscle <laughs> the chance to eat food.
2: To have its own mouth? like if you could
1: biologically the calf is not able to digest okay but the stomach can i think the stomach should be given its own mouth
2: yeah okay rather
1: than just being a cog in the chain
2: do you think there was a time maybe in history Cog
1: in the
2: chain cog in the chain
1: yeah just a cog in the
2: chain (laughs) cog chains
1: yeah cog chain
2: yeah Da, 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 cog chain, baby, you see mm. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I heard it on the cog chain. <laughs> da, da, da. Um, all right, what is the sketch idea in this?
1: I don't think it is one. I think it's, no. like it's politically, everything I've been saying is extremely
2: dubious. Okay, well, what about this? There's like a history of the human body in which at one point it was mostly a head and that it. You know, it was like a bacterial head and it somehow it cre- it. It, mm. it launched, it, it attached itself to this other... Well, it is a
1: question of the concentration of power. Like I imagine maybe to begin with all the eyes and the nose and the mouth and the ears were spread all over the body, mm. right? But like Melbourne getting the, the Formula One Grand Prix, it, the head, because of whatever reason, mm. was able to get all the good bits of the body, all the good sensory organs for mm-hmm. itself so that it is now able, and and by controlling information as it does by having the ears and the eyes and the mouth and the nose, it's able to control the whole body, you know, because mm. it's all about information. Yeah. You control the information, you control the media, you control the society, you control most of the, the major mouth, holes. nose, eyes, ears,
2: and mouth, the major holes. mm Major holes, major inputs, mm-hmm. but then it leaves the outputs to other places.
1: Sure, it doesn't want to have to deal with that.
2: Although the ear is both an input and an output.
1: Makes, makes vomiting a sort of a real act of rebellion, doesn't
2: it? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's only like, it's the, um, it's the emergency chute. You know, it's mm. it's that it's the it's the, it's a rabbit burrow's escape hole. That mm. secret second hole that the ferret won't. You know, won't know about when you when you sit before you know, they'll send it as so the rabbit <laughs> rather than get out through that before the ferret tears yeah. it apart. Yeah. Apparently ferrets are pretty horrible when you see them in their violent
1: um... I, I've always had real I hate ferrets. I think they're one of the worst animals and they're definitely the worst pet that like a mainstream person can have. Yeah, right. You know, if you think that if you have a ferret what are you what are you doing they smell weird they bite Oh, they bite yeah they're horrible little things the one thing i will say about ferrets is that they, they will they 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 go to the toilet in the corner of their cage they're quite like nice good at that apparently
2: yeah maybe you can get a ferret teach your other animals how to you know they could teach them keep on yeah through biting and you know to go toilet in the corner and things like that you can have all sorts of animals you' know. Mm. you know frog and you'd have a tortoise and you could have like a you know like a calopagus um tortoise tortoise as well <laughs> you, get the, you get it like one of like a really dry animal what's like a really dry animal like a,
1: a really dry animal oh, camel g- camel uh i mean what do you mean dry inside out
2: yeah, what's the driest animal on the inside?
1: Driest animal on the inside? Maybe, maybe in- some kind of insect. Insect. Oh, but they're quite mushy, aren't they? Yeah,
2: when you, when you get in there. I feel like a, maybe a grasshopper feels
1: like it's got to be pretty dry on the inside. Grasshopper yeah. or a locust, maybe? I wonder if all animals are sort of approximately the same amount of wet.
2: Mm. It's the humidity inside animals. Mm. Measure it in humidity or just Oh, kind of the wet?
1: humidity. What's that? Hey? <laughs> what, oh, the humidity. That's got to be like, what's the Hindenburg equivalent where uh, humidity, I mean, I guess that's just any large person becoming overwhelmed by visiting a tropical country.
2: Yeah, or it's like a, it's an air conditioner that's, <laughs> that's fallen and blown up or something like that. <laughs>
1: It's so much it's so so much work to turn this I into mean, a context in well, which the that's photo, a joke.
2: The photo would have to be like something with a palm tree, it's like a trailer. Um, from the outside, the mm. air conditioner is blown up and is on fire or something like that, or mm. is fallen out. But I don't window. yeah,
1: I don't think even people necessarily directly somebody's, associate somebody's out air conditioners with, with
2: with with humidity.
1: Maybe a hygrometer. You know, it's a big hygrometer. The hygrometer hygrometer is crashing.
2: I don't know if anybody associates a hygrometer with even any object.
1: (laughs) Hygrometer is what you use to measure humidity, Alistair. No,
2: Andy, but but the the reason why the air conditioner works is because the air conditioner protects you from the the humidity. Yeah, but nobody
1: thinks about that when they think about air conditioners. Whereas when they think about hygrometers, which they do regularly... Yeah, right. Anyway doesn't have to be
2: anything. Not I'm,
1: everything has to be anything. I mean, look, we
2: technically have five sketches Great. here. Great. Well, then let's come so up. Do we have some words from oh, a? Wow, I can't believe we're already on 54 minutes.
1: Yeah, we're deep into this Indeed. thing. We've right. been having a good time. Well, I'll try to get the you three know. words. we wrap this up quick. I might just drive home. Or should I go to... Should I, I'm, I'm, there's a good chance I'm going to stay over at Al's place tonight in his spare room. had to specify that so you didn't think there was anything going on. I'd hate you to think that there's sort of any sort of unspoken tension or anything that you guys don't know about, any element to our relationship that you're not aware of, because I think you'd feel betrayed. So I want you to know that it's everything that is on the podcast is the absolute total reality.
2: Thank you, Andy, for that clarification. Yeah, that's all right. All right, Andy, three words today come from our friend and podcast listener. We've never met him. Oh, yes. Well, let's, let's just start calling everybody friends. Um, yeah. Tyler Ferrer. Tyler Ferrer. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. And he's... I hope your brother had a good birthday. Yeah. Ryan. Ryan. Ryan.
1: Ryan, Tyler's brother.
2: <laughs> um, so, Tyler's three words. Now, he is genuinely just wanting to fuck with me. Yeah, okay. Okay, so the three words are... The first one is ptarmijon <laughs> So i think that this is how he wrote it ptarmijon like parmesan <laughs> but with a pt <laughs> okay and then it's ptolemy which is pt olomy yeah the ancient greek okay yeah and pneumatic which is pn matic P. N. E. U. yeah this is great this is a
1: deep deep cut to the time that Alastair didn't know about the first letters of different words Look, he seemed to think that fungus started with a ph or something i can't remember anyway. my,
2: my my memory is very order of letters based and and it's and it's but then it's very much about the gist of it rather than the actual order you know, of specifics letters specifics of, of things yeah, yeah
1: sure. It's, all, it's it's sort of about the order of the letters but not the the letters the specific letters. It's no. about the order of some letters, and not really
2: the order that they come in, or the concepts mm. that, that they represent, mm. things like that. Right? You just, you know, what, Andy, you gotta, you gotta accept that there is some neurodiversity out there. Yeah. And some people see things in different patterns, and I'm one of those people. And that you've, you've caged yourself in a tank with that person, and uh, now I you've got to come up. I caged another. in a tank. So now. How in which in, in in what way would a Parmigiana, or Parmesan, mm. or oh, 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 so It's not Parmigiana, right?
1: Yeah. Let me just well, uh, well you got to tell me again. I think it, it's pa- like Tarmagian, Tarmagian, or something. I feel like he's oh. he's got a.
2: Oh, right. So is this an a, is an actual It might word? be a word
1: that I. Tarmagian.
2: Well, if it's like Ptolemy, tarmagin, P.T. Mm. Armagian.
1: Well, Ptolemy was was a Egyptian. King, is that right? The Emperor Ptolemy? Could have been an emperor, maybe. Anyway, and the last one, pneumatic, just... is to do with air in pipes, mm-hmm. right? Um,
2: do you want me to look up Ptolemygen?
1: No, I mean, that's. I, I, I guess it it could bring some information of some use to the to the podcast. It, it might, however,
2: not be a word. Oh, wait, no, I think it might be a type of bird.
1: A type of bird?
2: Here I was just thinking he was just fucking with me. Yeah. I mean, well, look, he's still... But a, ro- a rock ptarmagen is a medium-sized game bird in the grouse family. Grouse. The
1: grouse family. Oh, that's a good family. That's grouse. That is for, grouse. For those who
2: don't know, in Australia, that's a that's a slang word for good.
1: Good. If something's grouse, it's good. It's grouse. Um, it's probably one of our only two useful contributions to humanity. You know, if we were to be, if Australia was mm. to be wiped off the face of the earth, I, I just, I would just be happy if grouse
2: and Wi Fi
1: and Wi Fi. Although <laughs> I suspect we probably can't really even climb Wi Fi. Like I reckon, if we looked into the details of it, the CSIRO wouldn't really have made Wi Fi. No, they would have made
2: I, something else. I thought I heard that the Wi Fi emerged out of our wool research in some way. I have
1: heard that as well. It's got something to do with wool. <laughs> we were, we were trying to find a, a better way to to clean wool and we invented Wi-Fi anyway it must have been a very confusing day I bet somebody got fired they said what is this this isn't cleaner wool this is Wi-Fi
2: this is is internet from a distance from a wire
1: and you're not connected to anything I'll tell you what yeah clear out your desk yeah I don't want to say that
2: and we'll sell this to the Americans Yeah. all right um, so it's so, a bird, and yeah. it's, a, it's a man, uh, and yeah. it's air.
1: Yeah, air yeah, pressure. I mean, if birds lost the ability to fly, mm. do you think that we would still load them into cannons and sort of blast them through the atmosphere?
2: feels like it would be something that they would want.
1: I think, that's what, I think that would be the nice... Like, if all their wings fell off, if birds didn't have wings, mm. right... But instead, what they did was they built nests that were sort of long and tubular, right? And then, I don't know, somehow they, by fermenting some sort of grain that mm. they chewed up yeah. and spat out, they created this enormous air pressure and they shot themselves, using, you know, like like a cannon, mm. out into, into the air.
2: Well, it makes it... This has made me think about how... Birds don't necessarily, they probably don't necessarily want to fly. It's just that they're made so fragile. They're so fragile and so... Um, light? Yeah, they're so light and, and, you know, they're vulnerable to any, mm. any kind of touch. Their bones are, are filled with air. Mm. Mm. You know, probably helium. Probably helium. I don't know, maybe one of the noble gases. But yeah. the important thing is that their bones are fragile and, and you can't hug them too hard. Mm. so they've never really
1: felt like a deep connection
2: they don't know know. what love is and they want to know what love is Mm. Mm. and so then they have to fly just to get away from anything that will crush their bones very easily
1: yeah well air is notoriously the softest thing to be in you know Yeah, air is never going to crush your bones is that that, what you like about air?
2: I think I like, well that's probably what they like
1: Mm. Um. yeah
2: um okay.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I had an idea and I was trying to chase it back, but uh it's uh it's gone. Um is there anything in my idea about about birds that move around by by making themselves little a, cannons? A cannon? Yeah, cannon birds. You yeah, know, so, it's, 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 there's no wings.
2: Yeah, so there are. So,
1: so birds are actually quite a good shape. If you take away the wings, birds are all quite a good shape for sort of shooting out of a cannon. Because
2: I, like, I guess they're kind of shaped for flying.
1: Yeah, well, they've got quite. But they've got quite. Like their midsection is quite cylindrical. I think if you saw almost any bird from the front mm. while it's flying, its body would be really like round, like, well, it looks a,
2: like, like a cylinder. Well, it looks like their bodies are kind of an aerofoil
1: Yeah, yeah. Or a bullet sort of a shape. Mm. Um, and that's why I, I think I think that'd be pretty and so, handy.
2: And so all, it's their, they've just made a cannon out of twigs, mm, mm.
1: Um,
2: and they don't fly. How do they land?
1: Uh, with um, with great
2: difficulty. You're right. And so inevitably,
1: just, that's how they land.
2: And so they're kind of just like a kiwi, a kiwi bird, mm. you know, one of them, but. Who figured out how to um how to sort of create hydrocarbons through fermentation <laughs> and then And yeah. is this is this part of their mating dance? Or is this... I
1: mean it's 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 a high stakes mating get, dance in which impressing your mate involves shooting yourself as far away from them as possible. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's it it's sort of a sort guess, of a, an opposite of well, of that, isn't it? Well then it?
2: maybe maybe the way that you impress your potential partner mm. is you hit them really, you run into them <laughs> really hard. <laughs> yeah, okay. And only, that would really
1: make an impression.
2: Like, and only the ones who, like, you know, they probably don't even run that fast. Mm. So, only one who can create a cannon that's strong enough. To... And
1: but it's also about aim at that point, isn't it? Like, you you're you're, you're doing long-range artillery mm. and being able to target your but beloved, Mm. your potential, you know, partner from, you know, several kilometers away Mm -hmm. and hit them, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's very impressive. There's a a lot of skill involved. I guess in
2: my mind, you wouldn't even be able to see that far. So there'd also just be a whole lot of luck involved. Oh yeah. That luck. You know, but, but also maybe there's an evolutionary advantage to being with somebody who's very lucky, (laughs) you know, and so that's why these partners choose somebody based on how lucky they are. I
1: think evolution is all about luck. You know, if 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 luck was a real thing, mm. if luck if some people were lucky and luck was a genetic trait or in any way, if you if anyone had any control over luck, mm. right, then it would have been selected for evolutionarily, and we would all be super lucky, right?
2: Yeah, like, but then our amount of luck would only seem... Like, there, there is still enough stuff that kind of happens that's weird... Oh, that you're make, right. ...that makes us kind of feel like... Uh, that's You know, that makes you doubt just science or whatever. Yeah, and um, so
1: there would have been luck competition. And so everyone who alive today, or all the things and species, etc., would have been equally lucky as mm, all the other ones. Mm. So you don't really notice how much luckier you are than everyone else because everyone's in a luck competition
2: very much so mm. yeah luck luck off um, look I'm, I'm interested in this bird I think we can just make it yeah. a, um, we can make it a uh, another a nature documentary nature
1: documentary do you think do you think birds have ever looked at man and envied their gift of walk well they can walk they can as well can't they well what what could we do then that they can't do right we can do chin-ups I suppose oh vape Vape. Envied <laughs> our gift of vape. <laughs> um, uh, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's about it. I wonder if vaping is the one thing that separates us from the animals. Our man's.
2: You know. It could be the thing that brings us to an early grave, mm, I guess. Something that man, animals.
1: Man, the naked vape.
2: The noble vape?
1: The noble vape. <laughs> you get your oh. dirt heads off <laughs> me you dirty damn dirty, dirty vape
2: back to back episodes <laughs> and look you can just start a meme series that is just that Charlton Heston just standing that. next to different things
1: <laughs>
2: um great I'll take you through the sketch take ideas. me
1: through the Malastair like a um, warm knife through um, I guess a
2: yeah. children's guts right? great, it's start. A product great start that somebody's grandpa told them that they'd never be able to sell to somebody a product <sighs> called children's guts and yet they did uh, and, and off the back of that they also created this uh, adult up your guts which is a thing mm. you, people get, get to relive the experience the novel experience of living in, in someone's gut Oh, the novel experience yeah. Naval experience. The
1: naval experience. There you go.
2: Um, then there's the the fact that appendix do nothing, so you could just add as many as you want to somebody's. But mm. it'd be also a great way of reducing sort of appendix waste from all the people who get their appendix taken mm. out. Well, just add them to other people, and that way, also, if you find out you need your appendix, well, the
1: people who get their appendices taken out are getting them taken out because they're killing them. Yeah. No one's getting them but, taken out. Just well, for a I
2: No, but just because your appendix has it in for you doesn't mean that. <laughs> That's true. You know, you know, like Andy, if you had a had an evil brother, obviously not George, no, the one, but maybe, maybe maybe Dave, maybe Dave, um, if you had an evil brother who uh, really had it in for you, for you know, maybe maybe you were much of a jerk um, as, as a child, things like that. If he came into my household, that wouldn't worry me because. He's got it in for me. He's got it in for you. It's not that he's a murderer. It's that you deserve to be murdered. hmm
0: <laughs>
2: And
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that a murder is always a relation. You know, it's always a one-on-one thing. Absolutely, you
2: know? it's one-on-one or two-on-one or yeah. three-on-one. Yeah,
1: it's it's and once you've killed. You're
2: one person.
1: Very few people are serial killers. You know, you get it out of your system. It's one of those things.
2: Well, you don't need to. It's like you're not doing because you love to kill. Mm. A few people love to kill. Yeah. But most people just want to kill a bad person or a person who they see as bad through their messed up interpretation.
1: <laughs> your Honour, my client had a messed up interpretation. <laughs>
2: um, then... There's the uh, YouTube video series, Can I Cook It In My Dyson? I mean, this will be great for a raw foods diet, and so then you can get that angle Really as well. good for raw foods. Because, yeah. I mean, there's not that much cooking going on, but I guess if you can do that dish thing like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, can I cook it in my Dyson? Because, I mean, it would save time. You know, just... <gasps> Ah, oh, it's a good vacuum noise you got there, Alistair.
1: Yeah, you've been sitting on that one for a while. You bet. Letting me put my vacuum out there look like you, a I've fool been sitting on a lot in of in
2: front vacuums. of <laughs> um, What sound did I make in front of Steph
1: No, I did a vacuum in front of Steph Rochie and then you <laughs> both made fun of me for not having a very good vacuum sound. Yeah,
2: that's good. And then we got the Titanic of buses. Yeah, look, it's Yeah. It really needs a good flush out, but but I think the parallels will be, become very obvious, very quickly. Very
1: obvious, very quickly. That huge marble staircase. Mm. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, the, um... I haven't actually seen the movie Titanic, but I think that you? will help me to bring a fresh pair of eyes to this Titanic yeah, I don't think, bus uh, movie.
2: I don't think the uh, the Coen brothers had read The Iliad when they did, or The Odyssey when they did... Um, oh, brother, where are they? This will be very, very equivalent to that, yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, and I think Billy Zane can't be doing that much.
1: He also hadn't read the Iliad.
2: Yeah, when he did the Titanic.
1: Are we going to get Billy Zane?
2: I think it'd be great if we could get Billy Zane. I think that would that would really seal it. Yeah, seal the deal, deal the seal. Is there a way? Is there way in which you could say, deal the seal, and that would make sense?
1: I mean, in some kind of kind of seal-based sort of game, I suppose. Maybe if
2: you see a seal has stolen your hat. You deal the seal. Deal the seal.
1: If it's stolen, your hat.
2: Then you try to like negotiate with it to get your.
1: Well, that's real. Really deal with the seal. Okay. How about this? Make a deal with the seal.
2: There's a there's, there's an island of seals, mm. and you're a high stakes, gambler. Yeah. Right, but not in that you play with lots of money, in that the 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 playing cards that you play with are live angry seals. Yeah. Right, and. Seems like a real... <laughs> and then at the beginning of each hand, somebody has to deal the seal.
1: Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, I mean, one thing that would do would it really eliminate that problem of people having like a, a card up their sleeve. Because I feel like one of the first things you notice about a person, and you might not have feel like you don't notice this, but this mm. is just because it's never been there to notice. Trust me, if it had been there, you would have noticed. Yeah. Is if they have a
2: seal up their sleeve. Look, you know what, the or thing is, anywhere that, the thing is Andy, is I have noticed that. Yeah? I have noticed that I noticed that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, it's actually one of the first things I noticed. Um, we got competitive lactating. And I think, I mean, mm. we can we can just set this in a... This is just a society where we've just given everybody the ability to lactate. And we just feel, felt like that was just one thing that was only activated in certain people at a very specific Lactivated. time Lactivated Lactivated almonds. almonds I mean that's when you soak them in your lactate mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Lactive
2: lifestyle um, and then and then competitive lactating will just be one part of how our lives is, are improved through the mm. lactating Improved Yeah as well as cooking I think cooking is going to be great Think, I mean, the only part will, that will be a, bu- a bummer, I think, will be mastitis. Yeah.
1: But I feel like if we're all lactating all the time, mastitis will be sorted out in some way. Like, the body just wouldn't have that. Can we just say you just don't have that? No. No? you got to have mastitis.
2: Andy, I want the reality of what breastfeeding is like to be in this sketch.
1: Yeah, sure, all right. Let's hold a mirror up to society.
2: Mm, and up to lactating. Yeah. Uh, history of the head's reign over the body. Mm. How did the head come to enslave this body? Seems to be in a very sort of good position.
1: Mm. If you were a part of the body, you'd want to be the head, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think Bit so. Sus. Yeah,
2: if you were a part of the body, I think I would like I to think, be the head. I think, I, think, I think it's
1: amazing because really, I feel like the, the, the head has almost no power, can't really do anything on its own. It's just got itself into this position, right? Mm. if I were to if I were you know who's really yeah. in charge. Yeah. If, like if you didn't tell me what did what on the body, I'd be like the hands, they're the ones that are in charge.
2: That's true. It looks like they're. Should the hench- be. But they're the henchmen. Yeah. Yeah. The feet, I mean, they seem Clenchmen. But, but they're essentially your horses. Mm. Beasts you of know? bird feet. Look, I've got to stop talking, Alistair, because I got burden. Um But also I think I like the idea that maybe the head was actually attached to a smaller body mm-hmm. <laughs> it used to be attached to a much smaller body yeah and then for many 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 centuries um that's body when when we hooked up to this other body the other body would just still just dangle from the chin mm-hmm. like that and it would mm-hmm. just be there and like you like you know the previous is the previous body and so uh, the dangle from the, bod- the the chin of the you know of the head on top of the big body. Mm. You get what I'm saying? I'm
1: picturing it perfectly, Alastair. I mean, if I do say so
2: myself. Yeah, no, you do. But if it's anywhere near as good as your vacuum cleaner (laughs) sound,
1: Is that all you had to say about that? Well, That the body, the little body dangles there in front of the big body?
2: I think that's enough. I mean, that's enough imagery, isn't it? Well, no,
1: it's not, Alastair. Why have you brought up the fact that the head already had a different body? Because then that's not...
2: You don't think seeing a head
1: is the the head's other little body the same as a regular body just smaller or is it a totally different kind of body it's very small but is it a very totally different kind of body like does it just have arms and legs or does it have like tentacles or does it have some sort of like one big tongue like a snail or something like that
2: I mean that look that's a great other way it could go but I was just picturing it as like a just Just a a tiny human body. body but then with this gigantic head
1: yeah that 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 feels like it confuses the issue way more than it brings anything.
2: Well, how did you picture the head getting around?
1: I to be honest, I pictured that the head was already on the body. But this is what And I it was, was just think.
2: a featureless lump, you know. No, 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 I'm talking about that the head. See, that's why that's why you're getting confused. I'm not confused. No, no, no. I know, well you are
1: confused. No. No, I was thinking of something different, arguably better.
2: Well, I never liked your thing. <laughs> <laughs> this thing with mouths that were down on your knees or whatever. Look, that wasn't my thing.
1: That's crazy, because that, like, if you'd come up with that, you would have been talking about mouths on your knees for... And I'm um, pretty sure we have on the podcast previously talked about mouths on your knees. It. You came up with a thing about grazing your knee and your knee eating food like, a, like an animal.
2: Yeah, Andy. Andy.
1: And you talked about that probably
2: for six or seven hours. Andy, in the previous episode, there were arms, there were forearms that had their own mouths, and and I talked about that, right? But this, the the idea behind this sketch, to me, was that the head was a separate uh, creature, Mm. and then eventually. It wasn't a
1: separate creature, though, was it? It was a little man with a tiny little well, body. That was, that's, that, that was a twist Tuddled that I around. was introducing to you oh, to see how twist. you felt
2: about it. But you didn't even follow the first part. I followed it. I followed it fine. I know, but then you... T- I just it, didn't, it. didn't like it. No, 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 You liked it, Andy. <laughs> don't let how late it is... Don't let how late, how late it is make you say things you don't mean. <laughs> Anyway, so my version of that is awesome, and um, and but I'm I'm very open to hearing your version again, right before we make my version. Yeah, great, just to refresh in your memory how good yours was. And then the final thing is a nature documentary, uh, about a flightless bird about cannon birds that take on that that use a cannon in their mating ritual.
1: Mm, Yeah, I'm feel I'm sorry about. I feel like I didn't or you know we didn't we and didn't you, exactly nail that thing
2: you did you did a really wonderful bit of talking in this episode thank you you
1: did a really wonderful bit of talking as well answer i'm sorry i Do was you, angry with you about that head thing
2: it's okay i think the head thing is really good my idea <laughs> of it i appreciate you complimenting it <sighs> Hello, you can get us on uh, Twitter. Yeah, I'm at Stupid All That. And I'm at TV. I'm at Twin we And, tank. Two tank. Thank Thank you for and we'd love it show. if you
1: could support us on Patreon and leave a review on iTunes. Or, or one or the other. You know, it doesn't have to be both. If you can't support us on Patreon, if you could leave a review on iTunes. Um, we feel that deeply, and it helps people find the podcast. Apparently, although we're probably past the point of people finding the podcast. Like, I feel like, <laughs> like no, but I, I think I think whatever the algorithms do, and all that stuff about mm. reviews and people, I mean, like maybe it's still relevant. But when we're 164 episodes in, mm. I wonder if if it's stopped. Like, we're no longer newcomers. We can't get of the best of the new and noteworthy.
2: No, you never know, Andy.
1: No? You never know. we I feel like we'd have to be leaning so hard on the noteworthy uh, to overcome the our, our it, huge
2: inadequacies in the new. I think all it takes, Andy, is a few more reviews yeah? and we'll come across as pretty noteworthy.
1: <laughs> I, I wonder. Maybe we could just combine both of those things together and be newteworthy. Uh, Man...
2: If, I think we're definitely newt worthy. If we could
1: be deserving of a number of salamanders, I'd I, I just take that as a real compliment, you know? Any so you, kind of aquatic reptile.
2: What about those iguanas who live underwater? Yeah, oh, no, yeah they don't if we live were worthy, worthy of them. That's on the Galapagos, right? Mm, the Galapagos. They down, they, they, they the they official
1: volcanic archipelago al- al- of the Two in the Think Tank podcast. <laughs>
2: But not the most volcanic.
1: No, well, I mean we've talked about this in the past and I feel it would be foolish to bring it up again. Mm. Anyway What about
2: what about <laughs> What about yes. the, the underground itself? The magma area. What about the mantle? Wouldn't that be a more, more volcanic, vol-
1: area? volcanic area than <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: the, the, the Calapagas?
1: Yeah. You're right, but they're not noted for the it's not noted for its um, marine iguanas.
2: No, so. that part isn't.
1: Marina Guana sounds like a beautiful lounge singer. Mm. I would go and see Marina Guana perform, I, I don't have. know,
2: at the Coca Bowl. Yeah, I have six times. Yeah? Yeah. Uh-oh. I took my grandma. She's that kind of performer. <laughs> She's good for all ages.
1: Yeah. Take your grandma to see a Marina, to see Marina Guana
2: mm.
1: performing six nights a week at the Guana. Coca Bowl. And we... Love you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates.
2: ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.